Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, promoting pathological positivity. As always, here at Live on Purpose Radio, I have some fantastic guests in the studio with me today and would like to introduce now Scott and Becky McIntosh. Welcome, folks. Thank you. <laughs> Dr. Paul, thank you for letting us come on your show. Oh, this is exciting. I feel like I'm in the presence of celebrities. <laughs> Far from it, but yeah, I'm does, glad you think that. Does that still freak you out a little bit, Scott? It does, it does, yeah. To be known for something is, yeah, just bizarre. But the thing is, you're not known so much by your name. No, I, I'm not even known by my face. If I was to wear my outfit, everybody would know <laughs> because they all saw your it. outfit. Let's but, talk about what that outfit is. Some of you may have seen this. In fact, it's probably less likely that you wouldn't have seen it. There was a viral video that went out. How long ago, Scott? It's been in September. Since yeah. September. Actually, a, pic- a picture. A picture? picture. Oh, it yeah. was it's just, a, yeah, it was, it was a picture, picture snapped yeah. by your son, wasn't exactly. it? Exactly. In a restaurant. Scott, you looked totally thrilled at the moment. <laughs> I didn't know he was taking the picture. That's why I was reading the menu on the wall. I had that blank look on my face. <laughs> it's become known as the short shorts dad picture. Uh, I'm sure there's other words and names for it. <laughs> That's what they call me, or the Daisy but Dukes. You're guy. the guy, the Daisy Dukes. That's it. You were in, in short shorts in a restaurant. You were wearing a T-shirt that said... Said best dad ever. Best dad ever. And this thing just went viral. There's a whole story behind this. I'm not any good at telling this story. So, and I heard you share this for the first time personally. I'd seen some of the stuff online. But at our National Speakers Association, in our chapter meeting just a couple of weeks ago, you shared this story and I got to hear it firsthand. Which is why you're here today. Awesome. (laughs) Will you share that with our listeners? Absolutely. You just want to hear the story. What's the story? What happened with that? Well, the story is that uh, my daughter continually wore shorts that I didn't feel were appropriate. And uh, and we felt that we had pretty... um, Dads are like that. Yeah, we we do. I mean, Mm -hmm. we try to be as fun as we can, but there are certain things that we try to put our foot down as well. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, And I didn't like it. And so... I uh, I didn't know what to do, and my son actually uh, told me that I should wear some shorts sometime and, and just surprise her. And I laughed, and I said, that's really funny. So, so he planted this idea in Yeah, he, he's the one that told me I a week earlier. I don't think I caught that before. Yeah, he, he uh-huh. told me, and I said, oh, I said, that sounds really funny, but I don't think I'll do it. Yeah. And then the week later, we were going to go out to dinner and to uh, um, miniature golf and do uh-huh. some fun things that night. And as we got ready to go, um, she came walking down, and I saw what she was wearing. And I just didn't even think. I just went upstairs and, and cut some pants and, and uh, put them on and took them off and cut some more and yeah. put them back on. And, <laughs> and, uh, and off we went. I, I came outside 
uh, to you know do that shocking moment. She was already in the truck, so I stood there by my door, hoping that she was going to see me. Yeah, and how she could she didn't. miss you? Yeah, right? how could she miss me? But I stood there for five minutes and talked to her and my son. And neither one of them saw me because they were in their phones. They had they were oh, texting. texting. They were texting and had not a clue oh, for five yeah. minutes. I stood there in plain view and they never saw me. Becky, you saw him. Oh, I saw him. Um, I said, "What the heck are you doing?" <laughs> he explained to me his plan, and I thought, "Okay, that's that's a, a good idea to get your your point point mm-hmm. across." You know, mm-hmm. and normally when. If he had been talking to our kids for five minutes and their faces are in the phone, he'd say, um, excuse me, I'm talking to you, phone's down or something. But he wanted it to happen naturally, and it just wasn't happening. It wasn't <laughs> happening. So then what? So, so then uh, Becky came out, and she just kind of looked at me, and I just shrugged my shoulders like, I don't know what to do. And so I just sat in the truck and started it up. Because this was all to happen at my home. This was not going on the road. This was going to happen at my home. <laughs> you were going to take this little show uh, on the she, road. She huh? was just going to laugh. I was going to laugh. We'd go change and we'd go. But uh, right. she didn't see it. So I just had to <laughs> I just muster up so much courage and just start driving down the road. And Becky actually hoped I was just going around the corner and turning around and coming back or something. But I drove right to the restaurant and I... I just had to think, I own this. And I got out and uh-huh. just walked in like there wasn't another person on earth. And I, I just had to get my mind wrapped around it. And that's when she saw wow. me and she said, what are you doing? And I said, well, short shorts aren't so cute, are they? And uh, <laughs> she immediately was like, well, uh, well, I don't care. You know, she's 20 years old, well, almost 20 years old. She's yeah. 19. And she said, uh, she says, I don't care. It's going to be embarrassing to you, not me. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So we went in the restaurant. And, no, uh, you have to own I, it. I had to. I had to. So ah. we ate, and then we went over uh, and went miniature golfing and, uh, and then grabbed some milkshakes on the way home and just had a blast that night. And I just had to act like there wasn't anybody else watching me because they were everywhere watching me. Yeah, I stood out <laughs> like a sore thumb. And not only that, your son had a camera. I, all kids have cameras now. If they're texting, they got a camera too, right? <laughs> they do. <Their laughs> what phones happened? Are, their phones are equipped. So I was standing there looking at the menu on the wall, and uh-huh. he just had his phone out and just kind of had it in front of him like he was texting, but he was actually taking a picture. And then he took a picture of me. I didn't know that. And then we sat down and started eating. And then all of a sudden, he just kind of blurts out, yo, I've got 60 shares on my Twitter. Oh, no. And I'm like, what? And my wife's like, what are you talking about? And he says, I posted a picture. And This so is like before said, you're done with dinner, even. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're just, yeah, just 10 minutes into it. And so she says, oh, I want to see it. So he showed her and showed uh, my daughter. And they both put it on their sites. Becky put it on Facebook. And my daughter put it on <sighs> Tumblr. And it just... It just skyrocketed. And my daughter's Tumblr had 130,000 views by the next day. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was that is all insane. Over. Yeah, it's... Uh, you I, didn't know you were so good looking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was a horrible picture. <laughs> but uh, the funny thing about it is, is it went so viral because when all that happened, then the, the wrong story got out, the wrong message. Mm. And so um, Becky asked me to put it on her blog to write the real story because people were speculating. They just saw a picture and didn't know what the story was. Mm -hmm. So I wrote the story and put it on her blog. Um, I really didn't think anybody would read it. I'm not a big blogger, and I didn't feel (laughs) that anybody else would be either. And and it just, uh, oh, that blog was hit over and over and over. And it was hit by Desert News and KSL, and they called, and they wanted me on their news and, and to do a story. And then after that, it just kept going, and, and pretty soon we were uh, uh, getting called by 
um, Good Morning America, Today Show, Inside oh, Edition, wow. uh, CNN. We were on mm-hmm. CNN four, three or four times, Fox and Friends three or four times, uh, on shows in, in Japan, on shows in Australia. I got a letter one time at my parents' house, who some people that knew my parents that lived in Scotland, and they, uh, they wrote a letter and said, could this by chance be your son? And opened up the envelope, and there was a story from Inverness, Scotland, in their newspaper of me. Wow. Yeah, it was everywhere. It just took <laughs> off. Yep. And so I've got my own theories about why this took <laughs> off. But you guys have learned a lot about this as you've talked to people and you've had a chance to share your story. Because now you do this quite often. You, you go around and speak. You share, you've created a book from this. What's the message? What is it that people are really resonating with here that made this thing take off? What do you think? Well, at the, at the bottom of the, the story in the blog, Scott said, you know, what would make a dad do something like this to embarrass himself? Mm-hmm. Love for my daughter. To, he said, he, you know, he wanted her to know how much he, he loved her and her great worth and that, you know, what she wears does matter. It does draw attention. And then the bottom of the blog said, modest is hottest. And mm. that's what um, the media and everybody picked up on. They loved the fact that a a dad would do this, something like this, for their for their daughter, um, you know, to show his his love, but in a in a funny way, instead of a um, demanding mm. that she change her clothes, but just you know, in a in a fun way, and they they loved the the modest is hottest. <laughs> and that, and that's uh-huh. our that's our message for the most part, as far as the story goes. Uh-huh. Um, our message was that there's a lot of ways to. Uh, to speak to your teens and to try to get interaction with them that doesn't have to be so harsh because we'd had many arguments over it and that wasn't getting anywhere. So now we needed to change it and we need to mm-hmm. change our approach. And we thought anytime you bring humor into it, that's always going to be a plus. Yeah. Humor. And there's an element here of, I'm not any better than you. And, and taking a courageous step because she knew that this was not particularly pleasant for you <laughs> to show up in your Daisy Dukes, right? That's for sure. Absolutely. It's not like you to do that. No, no. But it meant a lot to her because she knew how important this was to you because you were willing to take that courageous step. Right. And what a powerful message that is to parents, but also to teenagers. Do my parents really care about me that much? Absolutely. And that's the, the biggest part that we got out of this entire event. And that's the main reason we began speaking was because we saw the need for this. I mean, people were crying out mm-hmm. and, and we received so many messages, um, whether it be through Facebook or on our blog or, or wherever. We just received mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of messages. And it was an overwhelming amount of them that said, I wish somebody loved me this much to have done something like that. Wow. And so, From young people. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. One, was, one was an older person. Mm-hmm. And that was the sad one. She was uh, in her 60s, I believe. She said she was retired. And that she had never heard that she had great worth until she heard it from her therapist. And nobody had ever told oh. her that. And she was a senior citizen. And so um, it just broke our heart um, that there were so many people out there that didn't have somebody that cared about them. And Uh we thought, we've got to get that message out. People need to have relationships to know that somebody cares about them somewhere. Somebody cares enough about them. Yeah. Especially their parents. I would hope so. (sighs) 
Well, you you think that that goes without saying, but apparently it doesn't. I used to in my when I was talking, I would say to them, um, you know, I would say I would give a talk about uh, how much value they added to their their parents' life because I was so sure they did. And then Becky had to remind me one time that there's literally people out there that don't feel that and don't have that value. Their parents are in a situation where they don't offer that kind of value to their kids. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's sad. And uh, so we've got to change. We've got to, either a teacher or a church leader, somebody. There's got to be somebody that makes them feel that they're cared about and loved. And that's what we're trying mm-hmm. to get that message out. To send that in an authentic, genuine, caring way so that they really feel it, too. Absolutely. And that's the thing that I think is beautiful about your story, Scott, because for you to put yourself in a position where you personally felt uncomfortable or it was a stretch for you, um, it would have been okay to just stay there in the driveway and do this, but going out in public, and not just in public, but worldwide. Oh, man. yeah, You didn't just, know you were doing that. <laughs> had not a clue. Yeah, we just knew we needed to take it to the next level to make an impression. That yeah. it, needed, it needed to have an impact. Which it did. I think we've only got just a little bit uh, before, before we take a little break here, but there's a piece that I'm really curious about. And that is your daughter. Because I haven't heard from her. Yeah. But this had to have an impact on her. Start us off with that, Becky. When right. this started going viral and in our phone was ringing off, off the hook, she was my first concern. And I asked her, you know, how are you feeling about this? Are you okay? Because it didn't didn't show her in the most positive of, of light. Yeah, she's the one and, that triggered all this, yeah, right? Yeah, and uh-huh. she says, no, I'm okay about it. You know, I'm fine. And um, nearly every interview, when they would ask her that question, is this changed, you know, your, your attire? And, and she would say, I definitely know how much my father loves me. Mm-hmm. And yes, I do think about it a lot more. It, it so, really made yeah, an impression on her. Yep. I think we can dig into that a little bit more afterwards. And there's some other messages embedded in this that I think we still can get to today. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about MoreBetterBooks.com. MoreBetterBooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on morebetterbooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life 
forever. It's certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hit messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great. These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. The first responsibility of a leader is to define reality. The last is to say thank you. In between, the leader is a servant. Max Dupree Short shorts. Scott. I don't know if we even need to tell people that you're not wearing them today. <laughs> Does that go without saying? Yeah, I get asked everywhere I go, and they all think they're the original person to say it, but hey, where's your shorts? You know, yeah. every, everywhere I go. I don't recognize like, you oh, with that. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard that before. You shorts. I was like, oh, and I just have to laugh like I'd never heard it. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> But we had a little chat during the break about how that's what triggered all of this, but that's not your message. No, it's, it's not. Our, our message is much deeper than that. Um, it, it's one of self-esteem building and people feeling of their great worth. We, we, we feel a little bit as parents that many times when our kids do things, it's because of the way they're feeling inside. And so we, wanted, we want people to feel good about themselves and to know that they're loved and they're cared about. But uh, mm-hmm. as, as far as the shorts and to wear them again, um, I had many opportunities to wear them again. Oh, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, a lot of people asked for it. But the two major ones um, were uh, big networks um, back east in New York. And they were going to fly us out and do a show, um, a, a couple shows with them. And they wanted me to wear the shorts. And, and I, I just, I wouldn't. I says, no, I, I can't wear the shorts. I said, I don't want to send out the wrong message because this isn't about the shorts anymore. This isn't about me being funny. This is about me teaching my daughter what um, our standard is. And if I wear the shorts again, then I'm changing my standard. And, and I didn't want the message to get out that it was okay. I mean, we, we always dress modest until something big comes along. Yeah, like and, fame or yeah, fortune. Yeah, and I could have done a big talk or game show back there. It would have been so fun. I would have loved doing it. But they wanted me to wear my shorts. And I said, no, I'll wear the shirt. You can show the picture. You can do all of that stuff. The, shirt, the picture's been everywhere. But I'm mm-hmm. not going to wear them again. And, and I, the, the likeness that I got was, I'm telling youth all over the place that we should dress modest. It makes us feel better about ourselves. But if you're going to something big like a, like a talk show or a TV show in New York, it's okay to change your standard. Or if you're going to something big like junior prom or, or senior prom, whatever they call it now, um, that it's okay to change because that's something big and they're going to spend a lot of money on you that night. That's not the message I want to send. Right. You were starting, Becky, just before our break to talk about your daughter and how this impacted her. What have you observed about that? Has she, has she received the message that was intended? What do you think? Oh, not entirely. 
uh-huh. to you know she definitely knows how much her her dad loves her and 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 um and that's really the, that's the, the most that's important the most, thing. that's the most important mm-hmm. um yeah you know we we have seven children and each one of them are you know they came with their own unique personality Boy, they sure and, do, don't they? <laughs> and we have some that you know you know they just told the told the line and and willingly mm-hmm. and and um you know and and others that like to like to test things and and mm-hmm. she's one of the though she's an awesome awesome girl beautiful girl oh yeah she's she's one that likes to you know do things her her own way and on her own time and um and, and we know when we we need to step back a little bit and and uh, and you know what there's and thank you for being so candid about that because as parents I'm a parent. A lot of our listeners are parents. What's our job? Is it to make sure that our kids do certain things? Can we? Not with some no. of them. Not really. <laughs> no. Well, there's this principle that, that I call agency, mm-hmm. where there's, yeah. we have choice right. in, in driving our own lives. Is that true of our kids? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's taken us a long time to realize that we we raised our mm. earlier children under thumb and you know a little yeah. bit, a little bit more harsh, and it's taken us a long time to learn. And it's probably her that's been our best teacher of mm-hmm. of we need to back off and let her make those decisions because when she makes a good decision, she feels so much better about herself rather than us yeah. telling her to do something that was good. So getting back to your comment, Becky, what did she get? She got that her dad loves her. Mm-hmm. That was clear. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Because you know what? And I've taught parenting seminars. I've got a CD. I mean, people come to me for advice about parenting. You know what it comes down to? Love them. Absolutely. You know, when they crawl into bed that night, they need to, to know that they, they're loved and not crawl in feeling terrible and, and yucky and, and wondering about their worth. Mm-hmm. But to to know that they are they are loved, and in spite of their their choices, or um, that they yes. are they are loved, no matter what, mm-hmm. and even if, absolutely, yeah. So will you love her, Scott, even if she wears the Daisy Dukes oh, again? That, that's the biggest lesson that I've learned. I had a light light on moment where the light just came on in my head. Wow. And there was a there was a guy that had taught me this story back in uh, in in a company that I worked for. I worked for a big corporation. He told us about a guy named Charlie Jones, who had gone to the Olympics to be a, a reporter for the events. And when he got there, they asked him to cover the rowing events, and he thought that was a little below him. That he wanted bigger events like swimming and track. Well, he went and did it, and he had one of his biggest life changing moments because he talked to the captain of the team, and he kept asking him, "Well, what about the?" cadence how many people are in your boat how many how much room do you have in your boat how do you keep in 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 your cadence so you don't crash into each other with the oars and 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 then he every time he asked those questions it was always answered beautifully and then he started asking questions well what about the wake from the other boat what about the wind what about the waves what about the rain and every time he'd ask one of those questions the uh the guy would say that's outside my boat and he said so Hmm. just like you got to tell me what's outside your boat and he says i don't have any control over those and so he says, all I worry about is what's inside my boat. And so Becky and I have had a big aha moment where we don't try to change the things that we can't control. We, we look at what we can control, and what we can control is our ability to love. And if we can just yeah. continue to love, that doesn't mean that we always say, oh, yeah, I, 
I agree with what you're doing. It doesn't mean that. They, no. they already know. And I don't have to tell them 10 more times because they already know. They usually already they do. They already know. Yeah. And so all I've got to do is continue to tell them that they're loved. And it really throws them for a loop. Tell them and show them. <laughs> show them. Exactly. That was the power of this story because you took some very de- determined action to send a message. Right. And it wasn't really about the short shorts at the end of the day. It wasn't about that. Uh, there's there's something there that you wanted to communicate, obviously, but our job as parents is to love them no matter what and even if. We can't make sure that they anything, especially when they get a little older, right. true? Right. Well, Chad Hymas mm. um, said, said it best when he said that um, love is demonstrated, not announced. Yeah. And so we can say we love somebody all we want, but until we demonstrate, is it really? Yeah. Is it really? It's love? more empty words before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Becky, what are you thinking about that? You've been listening in. <laughs> oh. Um, I know yeah. you guys have learned these things together. We have, you know, a lot of life's lessons. And, and from this, um, a friend said, hey, you need to write a book, and here's your title. My husband wears the short shorts in this family. Parenting with humor, courage, and a whole lot of love. And I thought, uh-huh. wow, that is a, that's a great idea. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, in that book is the first part, is the story, the, the short, story. short story. Yeah. And then it's followed by 10 life's lessons that we've learned in, in raising our, our seven children. Um, and our, our, we're down to just our, our youngest at home, a boy who, oh. who's 17. Mm-hmm. So um, we have been in the teenage stage for 17 for years a without, long a, time. without a, a break. Oh, eight, almost 18 years, yeah, without, without a break. And, and I wow. actually love the, the teenage stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I'm going to really miss it when when mm-hmm. he's he's out the door and I, I don't know what scott and i will will do as ep- empty nesters um without the the worry and the and the fun and all that that comes with with raising children especially getting through those teenage years and, and the book's really well written that she wrote but it's not about the lessons that we taught our kids as much as the things that they taught us um, yeah, how, how isn't that true? We, we became better parents because of the things our children taught us. How could you have learned it without them? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What a gift that is. And I, I'm getting from both of you this, this same theme. Our job is to love them if we can be humble enough to accept that they are people in their own right. They're not little copies of us, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not up to us to make sure that they anything, but to, I like the word you used, you enjoy them, you know, as teenagers. Who could enjoy a teenager, right? <laughs> and I agree with you. My kids, when they're teens, are so much fun. And you see the lights going on about the world and what it's all about, and you see them making choices, and uh, it's quite an adventure. Quite a ride. You mentioned your book. How can people get a hold of that? You know, they can go to, to Amazon and, okay. and either type in my name, Becky McIntosh, or my husband wears the short shorts in this family. That's easier It'll, to remember. They'll find uh-huh, it somehow find that it. way. Yeah. And they can download it as an, an ebook. I've got a, a few 
um, in paperback left um, uh-huh. that they can can email me or, or message me on through our, our okay. website to order the paperback. It'll the second printing will come out soon, and that'll be available on Amazon. Oh, also. good. So just through Amazon, and then you have a website too, Life's Short Lessons. Yes, lifeshortlessons.com. Dot com, and there's there's Facebook connections. There's all kinds of ways people can get a hold of you that way, true? Yes, absolutely. You can find us on Facebook on Dad's Short Shorts. He's got a fan page there that was short shorts. Dad, not Dad's, Dad. Dad Short Shorts. Dad Short Shorts on Facebook. Created by popular demand, (laughs) kind Mm -hmm. of against his will to, to have that. And um, the picture's shorts, still there, the isn't it? The picture's still there, picture's still yes. There. The picture's never going to go <laughs> away, Scott. <laughs> you know what's funny is the day, that this, or the day after this happened, my son saw it, and he said, you know what, Dad? He says, this is going to be one of those things that they'll be talking about at your funeral. And I had no idea how uh-huh. big it was going to go at that time. All we had talked, all, all we'd done is this little lesson in front of our family. Mm-hmm. And and then when it big went big, it was like, oh yeah, I'm, <laughs> we're going to be talking about it yeah. a lot more than at my funeral. You know, an interesting acknowledgement there. You didn't do it for the world. You did it for your family. Exactly. That was your purpose. Now the fact that it went to the world has created an opportunity for you guys to speak to audiences worldwide to share a message that's a simple message but an important one about love, about family, about parenting, about values. And what an honor and a privilege that is. You know, we, we share an association with the National Speakers Association and, and what a privilege it is to have that position. And because this happened, now you're in that position. It is. It's been a dream that I've always wanted. Didn't have a platform, but now we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just been wonderful because our message is love. Yeah. What, in the last few seconds we have, what would you encourage parents to do next? Cut up some pants? <laughs> I think that would be the last thing they should do. <laughs> That's been done. Sorry, folks. Uh, um, the biggest thing that we've learned from it is just to, to quit worrying about Get off our high horse and, and to quit demanding that our children do things, to be just like us because they're not anything like us, you know, in so many ways. And to let them be them. The, every individual on this earth is a unique person. And and why do I want to stop them from becoming who they are to be or who they are to become? Mm-hmm. And so that's the biggest thing is is quit trying to make them you. Just just let them be themselves and try to channel them in the right direction. That's all you can do is just teach them the correct ways to go, and and hopefully they'll figure it out and and, and do it on their own. But you give them a little room, they'll usually uh, go the right direction. Because they want to be happy too, don't they? They do. <laughs> And they'll figure it out. So love them. I'd say parents, greet them in the morning with a hug and an I, I love you and end your day telling them I the love you. The same way. Yep. If that's the last thing they ever hear from yep. you, you've done a great job. Thank you, Scott and Becky McIntosh. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Paul. Everybody go out there and live on purpose. <laughs>